This is Seven Sports. Hello and welcome along to this very special edition of In the Spotlight with me, Ryan Butler, here on Seven Sport. And it's another Christmas one. So we've got an extra special guest for you this time. And it is the one and only Casey Johnston. Casey, how are you, mate? I'm not too bad, Ryan, mate. Thanks. Good. Now, obviously, this is one that I didn't know too much about your 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 playing career. Um, you know, most of what I've found out is from people sort of telling me, ah, oh, you know, Casey used to be this, you know, really good player, used to, you know, used to be able to play a bit and, and what have you, and stories from yourself. Um, you know, even before we get started on on your career. To be spoken about so highly by, you know, your peers, those you've played with, those you know within Gloucester football, what does that mean to you? It's going to cost me a lot of money. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's, it's it's good. I mean, I it's good, to be fair. That's like people actually say that about yourself, mm. if you know what I mean. I mean, I'm not going to say I'm this and that, which I end, but at the end of the day, if people are saying it, then I'll take it, no problem. And was football always your your main your sport growing up? Were you were you ever into any other sports? Yeah, football was my uh, number one sport to be fair. But I was also like I was really interested in rugby as well. I played rugby, school rugby, Spartans now and then. And I got bored of football. But, uh, but yeah, no, football was my number one really. Um. So what made you? You know, what was it about football that drew you in? When I was younger, I used to go and watch Gloucester City when I was a kid. And I was just like, one day I would just love to play like at Meadow Park in front of like all the people who was there then. So you got a few people there watching at the time. And I just wanted to be there to play for my home city, get my parents to come and watch me. My dad wasn't very into football, really. He just like, he liked rugby, but he, he wasn't into football at all. So I think he'd rather watch paint dry, to be honest. So was he still always- supportive of you, though? Yeah, he came along to watch a few games. He, he wasn't that supportive, but he did come and watch a few times with my mum and all. But um, yeah, but growing up, I just wanted to play for Gloucester City at Meadow Park in front, like all those people who was there. I used to go and watch and support them. It was it was quite good. That was my aim. And I was quite, when uh, did when did you sort of get into to to playing football? Obviously, you know we we've spoken to people who you know, we've even started playing as young as sort of six, seven, eight years old. When was when was your first time playing as, as a team? <clears throat> when I was a kid, I used to play for Robinswood, Robinswood Rangers at the time. But when I was youngster, I played in goal. I actually started off in goal, believe it or not. I remember I you for, telling me this and I, I I couldn't believe it, but... I played for the school in goal. I played for Robinswood in goal growing up. Uh, it was only about 13, 14 I came out and played on pitch. What made you come out? on the pitch what made you decide to keep it not for me uh to be fair when we when i was younger and we was at robinswood it was just like we had such a good time we had such a good uh good team we had, like used to win everything when we was younger and i was in gold and i got so bored just staying there sitting in gold just staying in gold doing nothing really because everything else we was being teams like 10 15, 10 mil. and you we were doing bored. nothing you were literally doing nothing bored. all game no i literally just do nothing all game i got bored and I was like, look, I need to come out on pitch. I need to do something else. Because I, I read um, on the on the Tiger Raw website that when you first came through, I got see you were a forward. Yeah, I did. Yeah, well, I played for the youth team. Um, I played for the youth team, and I was actually playing sweeper. I played sweeper for the youth team for a bit for a few uh, for a year or two. Then I, then I played up front a little bit, scored some goals, and went back in defence and went back up top again. But then uh, Brian mm-hmm. Goffrey was like, oh, you're playing. 
I want you to come to uh, with the first team, but you're not going to be a defender sort of thing. You're going to be a forward. How how easy did you adapt to that? Quite well, to be fair. <clears throat> um, I played with Ron Godfrey on a Sunday morning for Gloucester City supporters, and I played up front then, and I was just we were just scoring goals, just scoring well, just scoring goals for fun, really. But for Brian Godfrey, for a man of his calibre, to say to me, look, I want you to come and play for Gloucester City, like in midfield up front, sort of thing. Or you're not going to be a defender. I was quite happy with that. So I just wanted to. At the time, then I was like, right, I'm scoring goals. I want to score more goals and I want to keep scoring goals. So I was quite happy doing that. So Did you ever like, thought about being a forward at that point? Uh, no, not really. Well, I don't know. I don't know really because I would have played anywhere. I would have played yeah. any, any, anywhere really. So it wouldn't, but I don't know. For him to say that, I was quite chuffed and I thought, right, that's it. I'm, that's going to be like midfield or up front. That's what I want to play. That's what I want to play now. Who would have been in the team at the time? What, at Gloucester City? Yeah. Uh, Tommy Carr, Carl Bayless, we had a few Bristol lads. Um, at the time, it was like, it was real older people. And like I said, I was only I was only 15, 16 at Gloucester City then. So I was looking at the people thinking, geez, like you had like Carl Bayless or Steve Crouch, um, Rich Criddles. You had all those sort of people playing at Gloucester City then. And as a uh, young man, having someone like Tommy Cow. In your in your team with you, uh, about made you uh, grow up pretty quickly. Yeah, I did. He was a bit of a beast, to be fair today. He was a bit of a beast. But the person I looked up to most, really, at Gloucester City was Carbalis. I thought he was an absolute legend. He's an absolute legend at Carbalis. I mean, I don't use those words very lightly, but he has got to be in that bracket of a legend for Gloucester City. And he's just scored. He's just scored goals for fun, and I can remember watching him. I think it was on a. I think it was on a Sunday, I think it was, actually. I don't think it was a Saturday afternoon. I think it was a Sunday near the game. And it was against Gravesend and North Fleet. And like, it was like he'd done the uh, Michael Van Basten goal yeah. in the Euros. He'd done one of them for Gloucester City. And I was like, oh, my God, who's this guy? Who was this guy? And I just thought, that's like... The per-. And then I, I, I went there. And to be in the same team as him, growing up watching him play, I was like, geez, man, this, is, this, this bloke is an absolute legend. I love this bloke. Did you try to learn bit... off him? Yes, I did. I learned quite a lot of Carbidas, to, to be honest with you. What was the, the sort of telling lesson that he gave you as a, a forward? Well, it was like to hold the ball up. He was he was very good at holding the ball up and bringing whoever's into play. He would like roll you. He would roll you quite easily, actually, to be fair. And then, like his eye for goal was just was astonishing. His goal record speaks for himself. And what was it like playing for Gloss City at that time? It was it was daunting. I mean, I was only young, but it was it was very good. And I was so proud because my parents could actually come and watch me watch you play. Obviously, they didn't drive anywhere, mm. so they, they used to come down like with my uncle like, and uh, watch me play. And when I was involved, or if, even if I wasn't involved, I mean, say I was only sixteen, but I was traveling around the country and not not getting the game, which I didn't really mind to be fair. I just wanted to be mingling with the people who I was actually growing up to watch. So it was quite it was quite good. To be involved in the setup at Gloucester City with people like like with Bader and Tommy Carl and all that sort of people. Were there many other players at that time that were your age, or were you the youngest of the group? No, there was a me and a lad called Mark Williams, who came through the Gloucester youth with me as well. Um, he played fullback, and he got a few games as well, which is quite good. We went to the same school together, and we grew we like sort of grew up together, like went to the same school and the same youth team, like he from Robertswood. Um, 
I think he played for Matson. I think. I think he played for Matson, and then we ended up at the Gloucester City Youth, and then we both went to the first team together. So it was hmm. quite good. And and obviously, going into to football um, as a youngster, you know who maybe not necessarily at Gloucester City, but sort of wider in football. Who were your footballing heroes when you were growing up and, and starting to get used to the game? Um. <clears throat> well, the lo- the local hero, like I said, you the local hero who I had actually most respect for was Carbadis. Mm-hmm. But like, obviously, outside outside of the local football, outside the like, I looked at it really it was like the Alan Shearer sort of mode. Where like I just thought the bloke was absolutely unreal. And I wanted well, to, be, I want to be like I want to be like him. I wanted to score goals like him. I wanted to play like him. But oh, I don't know. But he was uh, he's a different world, wasn't he, Alan Shearer? And playing playing football. So then, obviously, you know, when you returned to sea, you you returned as a, a more of a, a fullback. Um, you know, at what point did you realize, you know, in your career that maybe you know being a striker for Glossy was going to happen? You were going to have to be a fullback, or or was it always a case of, as as you said earlier on, you know, you wanted to play anywhere? Yeah, but <clears throat> the second time I went back to Glossy, I actually played as like um, a wing back. Mm. I played as a wing back, and I, I didn't mind that role. I was quite fit then at the time. Um, I didn't mind. I didn't mind that role. Scored some goals for him as well. But it's just, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know what happened really. I mean, the, the club obviously with the with the uh, the floods and all kicked in, and I just like I don't know. I don't know what happened after that. To be honest, I don't know what happened after that. It just went. I don't know. It just went a bit stale. Mm. Do you know what I mean? Because obviously I've, I've I've done my research on you a little bit, and I found a, a a timeline, rough timeline online, of of you know clubs you would have played for, where you would have been, um, and obviously you know ninety three, ninety four, you were at, at City. Um, it then says Forest Green ninety five. So what that year in between? You know, did you go straight from City to Forest Green, or did you have a stopgap in the middle? What? How did it go? Mate, to be honest with you, <clears throat> I don't really know the the, the years. <laughs> sort of years, I don't, I don't, I can't remember these sort of years. I ain't gonna lie, but I don't know. Seems like I don't know. Did I go? To, I can't remember if I went to City Street, uh, Forest Green, straight from City or not. To be honest. But anyway, we'll, we'll go. We'll move on to the Forest Green, but then. So you were there at Forest Green. You know what was it about? You know that club at the time that, that you thought. You know, that, yeah, let's try it. Um. I don't know. I was, I was just asked. I was asked to go up there. Uh, Paul Collicut was up there. Um, who I knew from Cleve, my Cleve time with him. Um, also, Tommy Cow was up there for you. I think he left Gloucester and went up there. Carl Bayliss was up there. Uh, Gary Marshall, Andy Oskins. It was all like city players, like you know. And, and I just seemed to gel with them a little bit. And I, I really enjoyed my time at Forest Green. And, and to have to have that sort of same sort of group, did that help you settle in a forest green? Yeah, it did. Yeah, I mean, I sort of knew I sort of knew these players before. Uh, before, you know, you know, I didn't have no nerves. If you know what I mean, when I went there, I settled in with them with the guys straight away, which I which was quite good. And, and you know, with you look at it now, and you know, Forest Green have overtaken Gloucester City. Uh, you know, two leagues above Gloucester City at the moment, but. At that time, was there much of a difference between playing for Gloucester City and playing for Forest Green for you? Um, 
No, not really. It wasn't that much of a difference. No, it wasn't. No, it wasn't. Did you get the same enjoyment? Um, yeah. I mean, Gloucester City would all be, always be really close to my heart, if you know what I mean, because it was my home city and it's the first proper like, sort of football what I really wanted to play for, if you know what I mean, the team. Um, I played for Tuffy when I was 16. But like, I always, my main name was just always played for Gloucester City. That was it. And obviously, when I got to when I got to achieve that, then Forest Green came knocking on the door with Frank Regan and all. I just thought, right, let's go and have a look, see what it's about. So when I looked, really enjoyed myself up there, I'd done all right up there, scored some goals up there as well. Were you tempted to stay at City? Uh, after the second time, I was. I don't know. I don't know. I mean, I don't know. I went like back to pre-season there and. Leroy Rosinho came in with John Murphy, I think it was one of them, and they was like, Look, we're just going to get rid of everybody. Uh, we're keeping Gary Kemp, sort of thing. Um, and I think that's what happened, actually. I think that's how I ended up going to Forest Green, I think. I think. I think that's, I think that's exactly what happened, I think. So was it more of a case of being forced out of the club, or did oh, it no. not feel that way? No, they just they just got rid they've got rid of a few players, which is which is fair enough. It happens all the time, but maybe obviously I wasn't good enough to stay at Gloucester at the time when you had all the like the big players coming in and the, the money was there. And but hey, oh, it's just that's that's football, that's life. Deal with it. And then obviously I went to Forest Green. I didn't drive at the time. Um, I was getting lifts with, with Baylo. He was picking me up, bless him, and taking me out there, and we enjoyed it. I I, I really enjoyed myself at Forest Green with them as well. Just we some good. Time. How much did you enjoy that again? Lifts lifts uh, from you know your local hero. <laughs> it was good. It was good. I was I felt I felt massive in that car. What car was it? Do you remember? Oh mate, I wouldn't even know what it is, mate. <laughs> I wouldn't know what car it was. I would say who would have been in charge of the music, but it would have been cassette tapes back then, wouldn't it? Yeah, <laughs> I think it was cassette tapes. Yeah. <laughs> um. So again, obviously on this this timeline I've got here, um, I've also got well. It's weird because on the timeline, it's got the likes of City, Forest Green, Cleve, Slimbridge. Um, but then on the Tiger Raw page, it's got that you were at Eastham and at Cinderford as well. Yeah. Where did they fit in on the timeline? When when would you have been at Eastham and Cinderford in terms of, if you can't remember the year, you know, were they before your return to City or after? Um, no, they are. I think... I think Cinderford was quite early days, like proper early early time. Mm. Uh, before they went on their, Fort Cinderford went on their FA Cup run. I think it was like a season or two before then, I think, or something like that. Um, Eversham. I can't remember what year Eversham was, to be fair. I, mean, I can't remember what year Eversham was. <laughs> it was it was, a, it was a while ago. That way. It, was, it was when he was at Common Road, the old ground. And Collie, Collie was manager there with them. So again, sort of similar, you know, you're following, you know, certain characters are propping up a couple of times there that, you know, the likes of Tommy Cow, Carl Bayliss, uh, Paul Collicut, you know, you seem to have, you know, joined in sort of similar groups at different clubs. Was that always, you know, deliberate or did that just happen to, to be coincidences? Um, no, not really. I don't think it was deliberate. I mean, I didn't plan, I didn't plan to go and follow them all around. <laughs> it, was just, that, mate, it's a bit weird. it was just <laughs> no it was just one of those 
one of those things, I think. Collie was at Eversham. Obviously, I played with Collie at, at Bishop's Cleave. Before, obviously, at Kate Lane, before, before all the uh, all the grind was all done. It was like a, it was turned the other way, the grind. Mm. Um, then he went to, obviously, they went to Eversham. I, took, I went with Eversham there. And then I think I went to Siren, I think, or after. I can't remember, mate, to be honest. I can't remember. <laughs> um, so, so, so many about clubs. Your... What's that, sorry? So many clubs. Wow. I, I didn't want to say it. Um, talk to me about your time at Cleve. Obviously, looking at this, you know, went to Cleve a couple of times. You know, what was yeah. your, your, your sort of memories of playing at Cleve? How much did you enjoy it? Mate, I really enjoy my time at Cleve as well. There's some, there's some good lads at Cleve. We have some really good lads like Sooty, Slacky, uh, Rich Clark, Skeeny and go. We had some big characters there, like, you know, and it was just like, just made it so easy to go in the change room and play. How important was that for you to, you know, when, when you are playing, um, you know, I've sort of seen it since you've been a coach as well. You know, how important is it for you to have a dressing room with characters in it? You need them. You need character. You need character. You don't want to go in the change room and then you're all sat there and you're looking at each other, don't know what to say, waiting for someone to speak. You don't want to do that. You want to go in, have a bit of a banter, have a bit of a crack, get the laugh going, get get rid of the nerves and like just enjoy it. And were you just always it. one of those who, you know, led the the, the fun? Obviously, again, um, in the time that I've known you, you know, you've always been one of the ones that, that's almost starting the crack or starting the banter. Has that always been the same or is that something that you've sort of developed over time through experience? Uh when I was younger, I was like, I like, I had the crack, like, give to me, if you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, to wait, like, it was already happening, then I would join in. But as I got older, like, you know, a few of the, few of the people will probably tell you, it was probably me starting all the crack, to be fair, but I can't amend it to that. Who used to do them on you? Name names. Oh, mate, Big Nose was a big, Big Nose was a bit of a massive character, to be fair, at Cleve. Who's that? You, you must know who I'm saying that to. No. Kev Slack. Ah, slacky big nose. And you had Skeeny and you had Tux. We had some. We had to say we had some. Uh, we had some good characters at Cleves, to be fair. And it was just, it was such, it was enjoyable. It was so, it was, it was fun. To go to what what level football. would they have been playing at the time? Um, the first time I went there, it was like I don't know what it was. I didn't know what standard it was. I mean, the first time it was like it wasn't very good. But the second time I went there, we it was Hellenic. It was Hellenic League. It was Hellenic, I think it was Hellenic Prem at the time. I think we come second to go up into the Seven League, I think. Was it Seven League? Or we went up into went up into the Hellenic Prem. I can't remember I can't remember, mate, what league it was. I can't remember. I think I think it was Hellenic Prem at the time. Mm. And what were you like as a, a player at that point? Uh <laughs> um I was all right. I was alright. Scored some goals. Where did you play for Cleve? Did you play up front? Yeah. You're yeah, back as a striker. Yeah. Did yeah. that always feel in the end? Was that almost the, the most comfortable position for you in the end? Um mate, if 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 a manager said to me I need I need he wants me to play left back, I'd go and play left back, it's not a problem. But I'd be going playing goal, I'd go and goal. But that's the small person I am. But this is about you, mate. This is your you're picking you to play somewhere. Where would you play? Yeah, I would probably play up top. I play up top. What sort of striker were you like? 
Um, I'd like to say Alan Shearer, mate. I would like to say Alan Shearer. Yeah, but target I'm, man I'm, puts I'm, an elbow I'm, in and scores the goals. I'm going to put it up there, mate. Yeah, I'm going to put it out there. So what you're saying to me right now is that you're you're you are Gloucestershire's version of Alan Shearer. <laughs> that, that's what we that's what we're discussing here. This is going out on Christmas Eve. So this is a Christmas present for everybody. That you're revealing that you're Gloucestershire's Alan Shearer. Uh, who else, who else likes to drink? Who else likes to drink it? Um, <laughs> now nah, I, I don't know me. I can't, I can't say who I'm, who I'm like. I can't say who I'm like. I know who I would like to be. Like. I would like to be like him. And um, I don't, I don't know me. I don't know who. I don't know who. who I don't know. Did you? So if you back then, and obviously in the the nineties and the early two thousands, I imagine most teams would have played with two up top. So who were sort of some of the, the, the striking partners that you've had over the years that, you know, maybe you got on the most with? Who I got the most with? Oh, yeah. who I got the most with is definitely Big Nose. <laughs> did he bring the best out of you, did he? Eh? Did he bring the best out of you? Yeah, I mean, when, I was at, when we was at Cleve, it was, it was, it was frightening, if you know what I mean, because Slacky, that's where Slacky got all his moves from. Because when I was at, when I was at Cleve, he got his moves from Cleve. A few times because I used to feed him all the goals. <laughs> Does it still not annoy you? But you know, what do you make of the fact that he's still playing nowadays? And obviously, he's reverted back to a fullback. Who's Slacky? Yeah, yeah, I know. Yeah, it's great. I love, I love, I love it that he's back playing. I love it that he's back playing. I mean, he's even signed up for Long Levens, isn't he? So we try getting him down there, but he only came, I think, to shut people up. Did we get badgering him? I was going to say, I don't think I've seen him make an appearance yet. No, he, he won't, will he? He's gone back. He's gone back now. He's gone back playing at Cleve now. He wasn't. He wasn't, he wasn't playing at Cleve till he signed on for us, and then he thought, <laughs> "Oh, we're better than back." So he better trying to play him a little bit more. If I had said to you, you know, back then, obviously you, you're playing with Kevin Slack, you're getting to know him, you're growing with him in, in terms of football. If I said to you, "We're about to hit 2023, and that man is still playing in the Southern League," what would you have said? Uh, would you? Are you surprised that he's still playing? No, I wouldn't know because he's still fit. It's like he kept himself fit. I, I, I've gone the other way. Hundred <laughs> percent, I've gone the other way. But he's kept himself fit, and he's getting to kept himself ticking over, and he's enjoying it. I don't think he likes the away games, to be honest with you. But I'm, I'm glad that he's still playing. And, and in terms of other teammates, maybe not necessarily, uh, you know, strike partners. But you know, we're, we're going to come on to your, your, your eleven in a minute. Um, you know, just sort of brainstorming going into that are there any players that you you know would highlight as being major influences on you whilst you're playing with them obviously we've had um Baylor across the city and and obviously Kevin Slack now but were there any other players that you know you would say you know they've really helped me in my career I know you haven't helped me in my career that's Who's a fact that? Johnny Meadows. <laughs> Why not? he hasn't helped me at all he, I can get a load of stick from him uh Nah, I've, I've grew up with Johnny since I was a kid as well, to be fair. And like, I played at Gloucester with him. We started off at Longford when we was like really young together. And we've been at Slimbridge. He's been at Cleve when we was there. Um, we played Gloucester City together. We've even played at Spartans together. So growing up, obviously the teams where I've been at, obviously about a lot majority of the teams I've been at, Johnny's been there as well, which is like my best mate. 
growing up, I've had my best mate next to me playing football with and, and rugby as well. So it's, it's been good that way. But yeah, he's, I wouldn't say he's my influence on me, but I know that he's a bad influence. <laughs> um, and before we do go on to the 11, obviously you've mentioned there about being at Slimbridge. Um, you know, everyone who we've ever interviewed on, on this programme or in any programme always talks up Slimbridge as a club and it's such a great place to be. You know, what yeah. memories do you have of playing at Slimbridge? Slim, Slimbridge uh, was one of the best footballing teams and players that I've actually played with, to be honest. We had some good players at Gloucester. We had some good players at uh, Forest Green. We had some good players at Siren, Sinderford, uh, Shortwood, where I was at. We've had, we've had, we've had good like little bunch of players in each club, if you know what I mean. Mm-hmm. But Slimbridge was the was was the, it tops of all. We had decent players from one to fifteen. So we had Dougie Fox as manager, and he got the best out of everybody, if you know what I mean. Mm. And if if he was if you had a bad game, you know the fact that you wasn't be playing the game after, or probably two games after. Did you and like that pressure? We, did you like having that pressure? Yeah, yeah, I like that pressure. Yeah. I did like it because that's 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 what made the people who, who they are today. If you know what I mean, like we we won the we won the Hellenic Prem with with Slimbridge, but the players we had there, they can go and play in any seven league team. Mm. Every single person we had at Slimbridge can go and play seven league and hold their own easy, very easily. Obviously, Slimbridge is a a team is effectively a village team. Obviously, the where Slimbridge is and then the location of it. You know, how big was it to have a team like that playing in a, in a place like Slimbridge? You know, that even now, the local community are really proud of that football club and, and have that football club as a, you know, almost a, a monument to, to the place. You know, how important was it for, for the place and the club itself to, to have a team like that? Yeah, it's, it's good to have your own, your, your own local lads playing for your, playing for your team as well, but so I think when we when I was at Slimbridge and we won the league, I think I think it was only a handful of people from Stroud, mm. from from that sort of area. Stroud, we actually played all the rest of them. It was like from Gloucester and all. So uh, a few from Cheltenham. So it, it was quite good. It was quite good. Like Robbie Robbie Kawa, he came from Lebury. He played like used to play for Lebury. Um, so the Stroud, the Stroud, it was it. It was like Timmy Adet, Ross Casey, um. Canty, uh, the uh, Ryan the goalie. Um, I th- I think I might have been it from that sort of area. Everyone mm. else is like from Gloucester, from Gloucester area, Gloucester catchment. So it was it was quite good. We sort of like travelled together in like Meadows, Leon Sterling, myself, um, Steve Bads, Bobby Colwell, uh, Will Morford. Um, who else is it? There was a, there was a few others, but we had such a good, it was such a good core. It was such a good change ring. You looked around and you had decent players all around you. Do you know what I mean? You had a decent manager with with yeah. Dougie, and everyone everyone just everyone just um they just like played off each other. Like you know, if you was in a bit of a if you was in a bit of a pickle, they all, someone had your back as well. If you know what I mean, or if you're if you're dying, if you're having a bit of a, a crap game. Some of them say, "Come on, like you know, pick you up a little bit." Because mm. obviously, we spoke to to Dougie on his episode about it, it to some extent, and I'm kind of getting the same vibe now. Obviously, you've had multiple changing rooms full of characters, full of 
you know, camaraderie and togetherness and, and, you know, the spirit was always so high. Do you think that modern football lacks that, particularly at non-league level? Yeah, definitely. <clears throat> yeah, definitely. You need you need a good change room. You need good lads there about you. You need people to thrive off. You need people like for the banter. You need you need the crack going. You do need the crack going. I mean, if you go into a change room and like you said earlier on, if it's just all sat there and you're in this all like all seriousness, then they let that in no good. That's not enjoyment, surely. You can't enjoy that. You gotta go you've got to go and have a bit of banter in the change room. You got you it's gotta be banter in the team, it's gotta be banter everywhere. But do you think it's a, a sign of the times that maybe it's, you know, falling out of the game a little bit? Um yeah, possibly. It could be it could be. It could be. I mean, like I've been in, I've been like obviously last season at Long Levens. The change room there we had, it was it was decent. We had, we had good lads there, we had good lads in the change room. You know if like, you was having a crack, even after the game. But, like, yeah. We'd all go back to the club, like you know, you've you know, you seen it first hand. When we go back to the club and like seven, eight, nine o'clock at night, there's still quite a lot of first team players there still enjoying themselves. Like they wasn't getting paid no money neither, but it's just this is where the crack comes into it. They get looked after, the crack comes into it. They don't just go home. Because mm. obviously, when you when you you came in at Long Levens, you know how hard a decision or easier decision was it for you to you know step into coaching at Long Levens at the time? Uh. It, it was it was all right at Long Levens, to be fair. I mean, it was good. I enjoyed myself. I enjoyed my time there. Um, what made it easier was obviously having Mike Palmer come in and took the he took a load and took a massive weight off Spider as well, if you know, because mm. Mike Spider does absolutely everything at that club. Yeah. Absolutely everything. And he don't just look after the first team. He's like, he's there right, going through who, who they can have for the devs, who they can have for the seconds, who they can have for like to half like this, who needs minutes. And it ain't just the first team. And mate, I take my hat off to that boy. I'll tell you what he does at that club. But the best for me, the best sign at that club was last year was, I was, in, was was Mike Palmer. And I've said that to people already. Mike Palmer coming in, it's been an absolute breath of fresh air. Because he made it made my life easier at coaching at Levens as well. Because obviously I I I've never I hadn't been a coach. I'm not I'm not a coach. But I would I'll give him my input if needed. Mm. And obviously, we we can also have our little disagreements. But at the end of the day, having that Mike Palmer at the club doing what he's doing, even now, it's it's massive for the club. If they lost him, I think they'd be, I think they'd be in trouble a little bit. So they pick someone up, obviously, the same caliber as him. But he's there, he's enjoying it, and I really enjoy my time there with him. Because obviously, when when you were at Long Levens as well, you mentioned that. You know, you're not really a coach, but you know your opinion was as valid as anybody's. You know how how much did that mean to you that you know Spider and Mike did sort of value the input that you did bring? Yeah, I mean, I'm not like Mike Palmer is a coach. He's got his badges. You know what I mean? I ain't got my badges. I got my swimming badge, but that's about it. But I ain't got no badges for football. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna say I'm a coach because I'm not. But if they've asked me to come along and help out, which I did, I helped out. They asked for my input. They asked uh, what 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 needed to be done. I gave them my honest opinions on certain things. Some was some was took up. Some some wasn't. But that's 
there's three of us when there was three of us running that club we're running the through team and we all just banks off each other in a way so yeah. it was quite good because we're not all going to say yes and agree with things we all had our little inputs and we all had our disagreements but we got through it and we had the best season what the club's had so that's a big pat on the back to everyone involved with Lemons last season do you miss it do i miss it yeah yeah, I'm always going to miss it, and I'm always going to miss the football. I mean, I just grew up to me since I've been playing since I was like six years old, five years old. But now I've got obviously that I've got kids to think of now. I'm like 46, new 47 next year, and it's like maybe I need to like spend a bit of more time with them, which I've done, and I just want to see them growing up. My boy plays for the under 13s at 11s, he plays rugby on Sunday morning, and it's actually nice to go and see him play and spend a bit of time with them. He said to me, like, shooting out, like, 12 o'clock on a Saturday, not coming home till 12 o'clock. And uh, going out midweek, like, watching games or training twice a week or midweek game. And I do shifts as well. I don't really see the kids and I don't see my wife as well. So it is nice that I'm spending a little bit of time at home at the moment. But, yeah, do I miss it? Yeah, massively. What's your boy like on the pitch? Can you see elements of you in him? No, he moans. <laughs> <laughs> What position does he play? He plays centre midfield. That means he's technically gifted if he plays centre midfield. Where's he got that from? Uh, his uncle, I think. <laughs> it's definitely not you, mate, is it? Come on. Um, nah, one, he's, one thing, he's all right, mate. A couple of things to, to, to talk about um, before we move on to the 11. First one, your final game, uh, you know, before the official retirement came in, was Lydney away. Yeah. You scored. You got booked for a celebration. You nearly frightened everyone to death when we all <laughs> thought the Mankini was coming out in full. You know, could you have written a better send off than that? Uh, nah, it, <laughs> nah, it was it was good to be fair. I mean, we went there hopefully to get a win. If we if we if we win the win, it probably put a little dampener on it a little bit. But we got the win. Uh, we got the win. Come on, scored a penalty. Uh, referee chased after me with the yellow card because he thought he was going to take all, all my kit off. I only took my shirt off. <laughs> um, no, it was it was good. I really enjoyed it. After it was in the change room, it was a bit, it was a bit emotional. I had a little speech and um, had a little chat with the, in front of the lads about why, why I'm packing it in. And but no, it was it was nice to go off in the send off and the crap we had. We said we was in fancy dress afterwards and. It was absolutely brilliant. We took, obviously took two buses down, had a, had a crack, fancy dress, and then we all caught COVID. Yeah, we all got ill. Um, <laughs> talk to me about the Casey Johnston fun bus. Explain oh, to those who don't know what that is, what it is. Our fun bus is decent, mate. We had, I've said, the fun bus away with the boot bo- uh, the boom box in the back, sing songs. <laughs> it was good, mate. I mean, it was good. Did you go on a bus last year with us? Yeah, yeah. But I mean, the, the metaphorical Casey Johnston fun bus. When you go away from home, you get the win and yeah. you know that you're going to be having a good night. Life's yeah. good. And you're enjoying and reveling in that moment of winning a game of football. You know, how how big of a, a feeling is that for you? Well, everybody wants to win, don't they? Everybody wants to win. But when you go away with the 11s boys and their youngsters and they have a crack and they're all going out on a Saturday night, there's no better way to getting three points, getting on that bus, getting all the beers in you, yeah, get Brad Martin sauna at the uh, 
the, the brunch, five pound drink as much as you want. It's 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 good, mate. It's it's there's nothing better, especially when you go back to the club and you get a dirty point in you, and you get like 10, 10 Jaeger bombs in about five minutes in you. It's good, <laughs> mate. That night when you put them away was, I couldn't believe what I was seeing. Could not believe what I was seeing. I was just sat there in amazement as you just put one away after another. It was a whole trade that you bought for everybody. No one wanted them, so you just did them yourself. Yeah, I was up at half one, buzzing. I was up at half one, dancing around the house. Right, let's do it. Let's let's do the Casey Johnston teammates eleven. I know you've um, been, you know, working on this all day, trying to thrash this out. What formation have you gone for? Find this so hard. I ain't gonna lie. Oh, you're finding this so hard. I'm doing this. So you, you're going to upset people and then they're going to message you. They're not going to message me. They're going to message you, which is what I want. I'm changing my number after this. <laughs> so what formation are you going for, mate? I've gone for a 352. Oh, that fancy stuff. Free at the back. Yeah, but when you've got the players we got, mate, you can play free at the back. Who's your keeper? Mate, this one, this is probably the easiest one I've chose, mate. Obviously, the easiest one. Steve Burke, book it, Forest Green. Absolutely decent, mate, he was. He's, who, who else would have been in the running or was he always going to be the, the one that was going to get there? He, he was, he was, he's a top keeper, mate. He's a good guy as well, Spooky. He was like, he was one of them when I was at Forest Green. If I ever had a, like, a problem, like, you know, or if I felt a bit down, I could speak to him and I could speak to Tommy Carl. But that's it. Like, those two people were actually like, they were, they were class to me at Forest Green. You're free at the back. Who, who are we going with? Right. <clears throat> I've gone with Neil Griffiths. Obviously, an ex-Glossa City captain. He's about five foot naught and jumps about eight foot two. Don't, <laughs> don't lose many balls in the air. He's, he's, a, he's, a, good, he's a good lad, Griffo. Who um, else? Who's in there with him? Uh, Gary Kemp. Standard. Gary Kemp, actually, mate, when I was, when I was at, <laughs> no, I think it was one of my first training sessions at Gloucester City and um, we all got like split up into two teams with one keeper in the 18-yard box and we had like a Millie Wembley. And this lad, this lad, Danny Eddles, I don't know, he went for a dive nether or something and he put his head down and Kempy nearly took his head off. His head nearly came out of the ground. And he bust all his jaw up and everything and everybody was like, whoa, 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 stop the game, stop the game, what's going on? He's like, Kempy goes, you sh-, he bent down to him. He goes, you shouldn't put your head down there. I just walked off. And this lad's face is all busted. His jaw's all over the place. And he goes, that's what he gets for putting his head down there. I was like, oh my God, who is this bloke? He's just nearly killed somebody. Too fair, he yeah, played I- in the, um, in the Gloss City Legends game against the, the rugby boys um, last year. And he's outstanding. Outstanding. Yeah, mate, he can still play. He can still play, Kempy. He's, 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 he's another one. He's fit as anything. He's, so a, he's a, who else? Who else in there with him? Um, a lad called Mark Buckland. He was, he was, he was probably one of the best centre backs sweeper I think I've ever seen. Who who did you play for with him at Gloucester City? He was class. He was absolutely class. Obviously, like he was that class. I think he 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 was over the wreck or something one day in Chantham playing with his friends or something. And Man United rang up and he was like, he wanted to go. And he, he didn't want to go. He wanted to stay and play with his friends and play. He just didn't want to go. Crazy. I don't know how true that is or not, but that was that's what um, a few people told me. And I've asked Tommy Carr that a few times, and he's like, "Mate, that's 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 what he done." And I was like, "Wow!" But I could see 
he was he was such a class player, so composed, so composed on the ball, and now he could score goals as well. Yeah, which ain't bad for a defender to have that that trait. Yeah, he he was class. He was a good thick set. He was a good thick set lad. I think it's Sam Avery. I think it's Sam Avery's uncle. I think I think it is. Oh really? Yeah, he's related to him somewhere. I think. Mm. And, and right, go on. Then we're moving into the midfield. You got you got five <laughs> in the middle. Start from the right hand yeah. side. Who are we going with the right? Oh, I, I was going to put this lad in the middle, but I've had to, I've had to cater for other people. I think, but I'm putting little Freddie Ward out on the right. Cool, Freddie Ward on the wing. I'm putting little Freddie Ward on the right, mate. I'm putting little Freddie. He could, to be fair, he, he used to play there as well. Even though he played in the centre, he could still play. On, he could play on the right. He was so fit, he would be up and down all day long. Yeah, yeah, there is that to be fair. What but was he, he was, like um, as, a, as a player back in his heyday? Oh, uh, st- steady Fred. He was Freddie, mate. He's he was one of the first people on anybody's team sheet. Mm. Freddie, he he's got no height about him, but he he loves the old tackle. He loves the late tackle, and to be honest, yeah, for the size of him, he never lost many headers. I can't remember if he lost any headers. He was he was like easy decision to to put him in the team was it? Huh? Was it an easy decision to put him in the team? Yeah, it was easy to put him in the team. I just wasn't quite sure where to put him in it. So who's in the who's in the middle then? Who's who's forced Freddie Ward out on the wing here? Who have you gone Uh, for? In the middle, I've got the little holding roll. The little holding roll. I've gone for my man Spider. Cool. I've been delighted with this. I've gone for my man Spider because he loves he can to be fair, Spider can play football. Do you know what I mean he's yeah. he, can, he can play and he loves his little step over, he loves his little dummy. The spider but drag back, what are you talking about, mate? That that's yeah, that's sorry. a move we, we never see that. <laughs> yeah, he's he's got he's got good feet, Spider, to be fair, for a big guy. And he uh, he chipped him with a few goals as well. But like yeah, I got I've gone with fight a spider for a cent for a, a hold and roll. And then who's the two in, in there with him? Uh, Johnny Meadows. He used to run all day for Johnny. Mm-hmm. He used to run all day. And I've gone with Callie next to him, Tommy Carr. Because if, if those two didn't if those two don't do his head toe, Callie Callie is sort of right out. I mean, uh, the fact that we've got a midfield with Freddie Ward, Tommy Carr and, and Spider in it all together is insane. We gotta go for some legs. That's why I got medals in there because he's got we we gotta have some legs in there. The boy can run. He should say he can play a little bit, but I, I never should see it. But he can run. So he's the uh, he's the engine. Spider's yeah. the flare, and Tommy Cow's the the yeah, absolute really. hardness. Yeah, he, he's he's the he's the um, the chief enforcer. Yeah, if he, when he says jump, you say how are you? But he's but he's but he's a lovely man though. Obviously, we've we've interviewed him on here as before, and he's a sound he's a sound guy. Tom, I'd say I've known Tommy for thirty years now, probably. Mm-hmm. When I was sixteen at Gloucester, I've known Tommy for like thirty years now, and still so I've had I've had some good times with Tommy. Mm-hmm. To be fair, some decent times. And who's on the left hand side? I've gone with uh, Steve Adams. He's at Slimbridge. He has probably got one of the best left left foots I've ever seen. Mm-hmm. Of, any, of any, yeah, of any, of any person I played with, his left foot was absolutely amazing. He would put it; he, you wouldn't even have to move, and he would put it where he wants to put it, 
on your head, on the volley, anywhere you want it, he would put it there and you wouldn't even have to move. As a striker, how much of a joy is it to have a winger like that who can deliver like that? Oh, mate, it's 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 frightening. To be fair, I think he, he should have paid a little bit, a bit higher than than um, Elena Prem, if I'm honest. But like to have someone who's got a wand of a left foot, I mean, I don't I don't tend to use that word very usually, if you know what I mean, a bit of a wand of left foot, because there are many people who've got that. Yeah, they've got a good left foot, mm. but he's got a wand of a left foot. His set pieces, everything, his corners, his free kicks, it was always on the money. Always. Whenever we got a free kick or a corner, nine out of ten, we would score goals at Slimbridge. That's, that's obviously such an important, you know, dynamic to have in your team is to be able to score goals almost at will. So, you know, that must have been, you know, almost a, a pleasure to be a part of. Yeah, it was. It was. That's what I mean. I would like I've like out of that midfield, we've had like well, and Griffo, including Griffo, Freddie, Meds. Spider, Steve Bads, myself, we all played Sunday morning together at Porkers as well. Maybe mm. like when everything on that. Well, say everything. A, a majority of it we used to win. We used to be the odd team now and then who's come along and tried to derail us. But no, it was like we had all them on a Sunday morning. Our Sunday morning team would bloody give anybody a, a run up till up till then at Prem. And then it was on the Casey Johnston fan bus afterwards, and it was all good. Oh, mate. <laughs> Wheels were pumped. <laughs> Those were the good old days. I'm telling you, anyway, I could sit here and talk to you about another hour, mate, about Porkers, mate. <laughs> who are the two strikers, mate? Come on. Who, who are the two, two goal I've scorers? Gone. We have Carl Bayliss. Always, always going to be in there. Huh? He was always going to be in there from, from the beginning of this. He was the first person. Well, him and Bookie was the first two I put down, to be fair. Mm-hmm. Um, like, like I said, I can't speak high enough of, of Carl Bayliss growing up and watching him play and actually getting to play with him at two like two decent clubs like Forest Green and Gloucester. It was it was good. It was good. Who, really who's partnering him? Who's up top with him? I've gone with Big Nose. Slacking. <laughs> He'll be Slacking. devastated. He'll be devastated if you haven't called his uh, left foot a wand either. He's got a good left foot, Slacky, but his wasn't as good as Steve Bads. I mean, he can hit a ball. He can strike a ball as hard as anybody I've always seen. Strike a ball. But like is on when I say one uh, left a one of a left foot, I've got to go with not just with shooting or passing. I've got to go through set pieces. Yeah, yeah. Pitch, the corners, right? The money is going to be put on. Like Slacky used to shoot from. Like we get a free kick in our half. Slacky used to take it and try and have a shot. <laughs> it was a goal bonus he was on at Cleve. <laughs> he was getting a cow or a sheep a gold or something like that. He obviously had to feed all his fifteen kids he's got. So. He he's still to, on he that back. bonus, isn't he? He's still on that bonus. It's the safest bet Holly's ever made. Yeah, well, I think he's getting a lamb chucked in as well. <laughs> Pick a captain. Pick a captain out of that for us. Oh, um, Kempi. Leading from the back. Kempi, mate, because he's another one. He he used to scare he used to scare me, but he used to scare people as well. When he said jump, you you definitely said how are because he would he would come and grab you up in all sorts if you didn't do as what like if you wasn't putting your weight he was, he's another one he would tell you straight away now we are well, we didn't argue about it but I originally gave you three subs you've then obviously asked for more so I've given you two more I've given you five keep it up to date with the modern day you've got five substitutes who has made the bench who's made the bench right uh, Jimmy Cox mm-hmm 
good friend of mine, Jimmy Cox. When I was at, when I was at, I can remember going to Gosta, um when Brian Hughes was there. And he said to me, go and mark that lad in training. Wow. I couldn't get nowhere near Coxie. He, his, he was so fast. His feet was quick. He was like, his feet was amazing, to be fair. With the ball yeah. at his feet. We couldn't get nowhere near. I was like, who the head is this lad? But, like, well, he was I obviously think... held in such high regard at Gloss City as well. So, yeah. You know, you yeah, had something yeah. about him. Yeah. He's, the thing was, <laughs> he ended the sharpest tool in the box, Coxie. But I tell you what, he is such a good, he's such a good lad. He's, he is a good lad, Jimmy. He just, he's, he's just, he's like, if you didn't know him, you think, what a weird, what a weird lad. Uh, because obviously we all knew him. We, we all known him for years and we like play football with him. I, I know what he's like. A lot of people don't know what he's like, but he, he is, he's a good, he's a good boy, Jimmy. Who's on the bench with him? I've gone with Mark Boyland. Mm-hmm. He was at Gloucester as well and I was there and I also played with, for him at Siren. When he was yep. joint, uh, when he was joint manager with Ray Baverstock, um, he he was such a quality player, Boylo. He was another quality player. He's one of those he, players that that you know through stories and and sort of similar um, episodes to, to this as well that his name's cropped up a few times. So you know it sort of shows how highly regarded he was, uh, or you know is in the, the local community. Yeah. I mean, obviously, he used to play with Charlton and all that. I didn't know him then, but when he when he was at Gloucester, I was like, "Wow, who is this guy? He is he is like he's a big, thick unit as well, and he was like so strong, you couldn't get the ball off him, and he used to score goals of fun as well. So he's a bit like Bader, really, or Bader was a bit like him, shall I say? But no, he was uh, he was another guy who was like, I thought, wow, he's this boy, this he's a decent guy, this, this Mike Boyland. Who's next? Who's next up? Um, I've gone with Ross Casey mm-hmm. at Slimbridge. He's another one who, who I think he played higher stand in the seven league. Can you come to us? He's got he's got great feet, left left foot, right foot. He was, he was an engine. He could pass. He could head. He was he was he was the he was a typical quality centre midfielder who can do it yeah. all. He can do it all. Who's next? Who's next up? <laughs> I've gone with Timmy Adak. Okay. Fishman. Oh, uh, mate. He is, he is in the same bracket as Slacky. I'm telling you, they're both, they're both the same. Oh, mate. He's, he is so funny. Does to that me. mean, does that mean in terms of personality or, yeah, or no, 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 no. Those can be different players, but as personality goes, him and Slacky, I think they were, they were born in, they were born the same, I think. I feel like, like Timmy Adderk. Timmy Addick is such an absolute decent person. He's such a nice guy. Yeah. But he's 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 nuts as well to go with it. He's nuts to go with it. I mean, I've had some I've had some absolute smashing times with Timmy. I, I like after, on after football on the night eight, we've uh, we've had some real good cracks. And I he had a dance off at Slacker's wedding not long ago with Johnny Meadows when they're both actually steaming drunk. <laughs> Who won it? Who won the dance off? Uh Johnny was going around in circles and Timmy was just falling over everywhere. So I don't know. I couldn't even tell you who, who won or who not, but we had some, uh, there were some, there were some good lads at Slacker's wedding that night and Timmy was there as well. So I was glad of that. So yeah, it was good. Um, that, I believe that makes it the fourth sub. So who's the, the final sub? I got one more, Leon. Leon Sterling. He was the Slimbridge captain. 
Um, How good was he? Leon, Leon was Leon was good. I mean, he's one of those players. He was so laid back. He he was like horizontal when he played. When he played, he, he had the ball. He 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 didn't mind giving the ball away or going in for a 50-50 because he didn't mind those sort of challenges. Yeah. But um, on on one away trip, I can remember going away with, with Slimbridge, and we already won the league and we had a game to spare. And uh, we said to Dougie, mm-hmm. like you know, we went on Monday. Like he goes, yeah, go out and enjoy yourself. On the, so we went out. We went out on the Sunday before the Bank Holiday Monday game. We all went out on the Sunday. All of us, all the Slimbridge lads, went out, and uh, we all met up at the pub at the Ridge and uh, Furrow. Then we all made our way down to Dougie's house, and we all thought it would be funny to go outside Dougie's. I start singing Championers and turn around, and a few of the people got their asses out. Uh, <laughs> they dropped Were you one of them? Were you one of them? Oh no, no, no! I wasn't. So they was banging on Dougie's door. And putting their pants on, doing mooners in, and start singing championes, and it, no one was there. But we didn't think no one was there. So uh, we gets on the bus going to Wallingford, and we're all hanging out of our backsides, mind. We're all like feeling sick. I'm sat in the middle of a, I'm sat in, in the aisle in the walkway of the coachman. We have between my knees all the way to Wallingford, feeling sick. Everyone's anyway. We get there, and Dougie uh, said, right. You all think it's funny, dear, or pointing outside my house, or doing, or singing with your pants down. If you don't win today, you ain't getting paid. Cool. So we, yeah, and he goes, he absolutely went mad at us. He said, right, he said, uh, he said, right. So, uh, who wants to, who don't want to play today then? So he's looking around in the change room, and Leon's behind him. And Leon's put his hand up. Him and Johnny Meadows put their hand up. So, but when Dougie, but when Dougie, uh, when Dougie turned around, Johnny put his hand down. And Leon kept his hand up. And he said, I don't want to play today. He said, why don't you want to play? He said, I don't feel very well. He said, tough. You're playing. And uh, yeah, that was our captain. That was our captain, mind you. Oh, he, oh, mate, it was, it, was, it was hilarious. We won the game 1-0. Uh, Canty scored in the end, John Cant. But it was like 80th minute or something. And we was like... So you got paid. You got your money. Yeah, we got our money. But we also tried spending 10 minutes doing the celebrations. So we didn't have to kick off no more. <laughs> we just kept like... Or just... Or just Dancing around and moving around or chasing each other. It was it was a thing. It was hilarious. But yeah, it was good. It's it's some good boys on that on that team on that list. And who would be your number two? If you could pick a number two, who would you have? Uh, Johnny Meadows. He'd be your number two as well. He would be my he would be my number two. He would be my number two because I would sort the of football late and he would sort the of night out after. <laughs> and then you get there on the Casey Johnston fun bus. That's how you get there. Yeah, and our wheels be pumped up. We won't be going down nowhere. Casey, it's been absolutely wonderful chatting to you about your career and, and obviously speaking to you about, you know, what it was like for for you as a footballer, which is, you know, it's nice to to, to hear about it. Thanks, mate. Well, thanks for asking me to come on, mate, to be fair, and uh, giving me a ring. It's great. No problem. Merry Christmas to everybody listening. Thanks for, for joining us. And there's plenty more to come from Seven Sport in 2023. For the best sports coverage in the West, visit sevensport.co.uk.